Welcome to CareerPod, brought to you by Transition Solutions and the CareerPod team. This episode should provide you with valuable career information and insights. Today we are speaking with Melissa Trainer, an event DJ in the Boston area. Good afternoon, Melissa Trainer. Welcome to CareerPod. We appreciate your participation. So are you ready to get started? Sure. Okay. Could you please do me a favor and tell me how your earlier life experience or work that you have done prepared you for a career in this kind of field? Well, I always loved music growing up. I listened to all different types of music. My parents were into big bands. My two sisters, one was into Top 40 from like the 70s and disco, and my other sister was into rock and roll and alternative music. So I got exposed to a lot of music growing up, Mm -hmm. and it really, I've always just loved all different types of music. And when I went off to college, I was studying the communications field, and I got a job at the college radio station, and one of the jobs at the radio station was you were on air, and you were also doing parties. And I found out that I really loved doing parties. Well, who wouldn't? (laughs) I know. (laughs) So did you continue to do that even after college, or how did this transform? Did Did you take a break, or you just did this? I did do radio for about two years after college, but I realized I loved doing parties because when you're in radio, you're talking to basically a wall. But when you're doing parties, you're talking to the people that are right in front of you. So you have much more interaction, and I liked that part of it better. Okay. Now, you were doing radio, and then you were doing live things, and then on your own, So what kinds of other things did you have to maybe pull together in order to do this kind of work? Well, I first started working with a company, which I totally recommend to anyone starting in the field, is I saw an ad in the paper, and they were looking for, we call ourselves mobile event disc jockeys. And I went there, and it was great because they provided all the equipment and all the training, and they helped, like, fine-tune my skills that I had gotten through college and helped me learn how to do weddings and helped me learn what type of equipment was good for what type of events. And so that was a really great, like, introduction into the business. How has it changed in terms of technology? Did you start off with literally, quote-unquote, records? Oh, yes. <laughs> we did start off with records, then I did tapes, you know, cassette tapes, then I did CDs, and now it's primarily, you know, all, like, digital, whether you use a laptop or an iPad. I mean, I still bring CDs as a backup because, you know, technology is technology. Sometimes it's good and sometimes, you know, it's always good to have backup. But, you know, primarily it's all on, you know, it's, it's all online. Wow. That's that's interesting. Now, could you explain the basic tasks and responsibilities of being a mobile event DJ? <laughs> um, first of all, you have to get your clients, so you have to put yourself out there. And once you get a phone call from somebody, you have to explain to them what you do and find out what they're looking for for their party. But basically, for the event itself, I get there an hour before for setup, which I do not charge the customer for. That's like included in the price. It's not like an additional hour 
price so that I'm all set up, music is playing before the first guest arrives. And then I kind of find out like what they're looking for as far as how they want their event to go, what their vision of their event is. And my job is to bring that vision to life for them. Now, how do you actually go about marketing yourself? Is there a key to that? Definitely, I think social media is the big key nowadays, like getting mm-hmm. yourself out there on Facebook, getting yourself out there on Instagram. Um, I get a lot of, most of my work is word of mouth because I've been doing it for a long time and I have like a really good base of you know, clients that I do every year, year after year, mm-hmm. the same event. But a lot of those, like, town sites, they seem to be, like, the good things. People will say, hey, can you recommend a DJ? And, like, a lot of people recommend me that way. So that's another real good avenue to have. Oh, that's good. That's good. Now, what's the most satisfying and frustrating thing about your job? Well, the most satisfying thing about my job is just, watching the people out there having a great time and knowing that I'm making their event that much more special for them. Because people are like, oh, we can just put an iPod out, but it's not the same. And like an iPod is great. and You can make a playlist and it's great. But having to be able to flow and pick the music and be able to change the music when you feel like the crowd is going one way instead of another way, you can't do that with just a playlist on an iPod. So I feel like I bring that little bit of extra to the event. I guess the hardest part of the event is the equipment part, lugging the equipment, you know, making sure everything's in good working order, having backup in case there's any technical problems. So that is the biggest thing. Like, you have to be strong. Stuff is not lightweight. I mean, it's gotten lighter weight over the years. But still, speakers, you know, they run like 20 20 pounds, like the lightest weight one. So you mm-hmm. have to be strong, and you have to have a decent car that's reliable and usually a hand truck to be able to lug your equipment in and out of the different locations. Now, it sounds like you've given us quite a bit of advice that you would share with us who are considering doing this kind of work. Is there anything else that you would share besides having a lot of muscle? <laughs> a lot of muscle? Um, there's a lot of online groups that you can join to. Um, so like DJ training groups that will also help if you can't get into like a company, a local company. You know, that's a good way to kind of start and get a feel for it. Yeah. So there's different online groups. There's like a mag online magazine called Mobile Beat. There's an online magazine called DJ Times. And they have links to different YouTube videos from professional DJs throughout the world actually. I actually watched one mm-hmm. with a guy from England last week. So so, yeah, that's another avenue to kind of help get a feel for it and see if you kind of like it. Now, you mentioned in terms of setup, you don't actually charge the client for that time, and I'm pretty sure you do individual contracts. What's the general range of compensation that someone would receive in terms of doing a gig, and do you change it based on who the client is? I definitely change it based on who the client is because when I do kids' events or parties with kids, like school events or Block party, I charge a little bit more because I bring prizes for the kids to do games. Uh-huh. That's another part of if you're going to be an event DJ, if you want to specialize in kids. Um, some DJs offer karaoke. I do not, but some do, and that's an additional cost. Some DJs offer, like, say you're doing a wedding or a high-end event, they offer uplighting. That's an additional cost. But, like, on the low end, 
two-hour event would be like three fifty, up to a wedding, which which could be up in the thousands of dollars. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It is a lot well, of work. And if you have a wedding, say you're doing a wedding with uplighting, and you have a ceremony, and you have the reception, that's two sound systems and uplighting. So that's why you need extra time. So that's why you're going to charge more. You're also going to have more meetings with the clients. When you're doing a kid's birthday party, you probably have a phone call with the mom to go over the music selection to make sure that all the music is clean and to find out what games they want to do. So that's kind of the whole gamut from like something that's going to be a lot more time-consuming to something that's a little less time-consuming. Well, that's everything from soup to nuts. Well, It is. Melissa, <laughs> well, Melissa, thank you so much for sharing your experiences. You have provided us with such an insightful look into the fields of being a DJ or an event DJ. Anyone considering this kind of work or this field would benefit from your excellent advice. Once again, thank you for your contribution to CareerPod, and have a great day. Thank you so much. It's been so much fun talking to you.